Hello, we are back with the Urbanized Podcast. Today we have a short segment episode. I'm Wally Brown, um, a PSU student studying urban planning and public health here at Portland State University and at Oregon Health and Science University. Today, I'm here with Dr. Nishishiba, um, a professor of public administration working here at Portland State University in the Hatfield School of Government within the Department of Public Administration. Hello. Hi. Okay, so we're going to have a short segment episode today. We're going to cut straight to the point with three questions. So question number one. Mm -hmm. How does public participation inform your field of public administration? Okay, so let me say public participation, I see that as an integral part of the public administration or what the public administrators do. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you know, the core of our public administration is to provide service to serve the public. Mm. Um, and when we serve the public, I don't think it is right to have somebody just decide what has to be done mm. and then just serve it, right? Because mm. unless you meet the needs of the people, what's the point? Mm. And so, in order to make sure that the public service actually meets the needs of the people, mm. we really need to know uh, what people think, how mm. people want to be served, what kind of uh, you know, cities they want to live, what kind of government they want, and that kind of uh, information gathering has to be done through public participation. And so I see public participation as a very, very important component in actually, uh, you know, administering the public agencies. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go to question four. Do you consider public health related to your work? If so, how? Um, I am not a professor of public health, um, and so uh, I don't see myself as an expert in public health. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, uh, the kind of things that we address in the field of public administration or uh, do the research uh, in the field of public administration, I believe have a high relevance to public health. Mm. Um, so, for example, one of the things that uh, I do uh, as part of my public administration work uh, is to look at uh, what is the kind of preparedness and response uh, that public administrator has to do in the event of a disaster. Mm. Well. Disaster hits everybody. Mm. They would affect all uh, aspects of people's life, right? Mm. And so uh, when we are thinking about preparing for a disaster, we also have to take into consideration what is the public health implication. Mm. Um, And so um, 
that under a larger kind of activity that we address within the public health administration, I think public health has to be one of the things that we all have to consider. Um, I take students uh, to Japan mm. uh, to learn from the Japanese uh, disaster experience, particularly in Tohoku. Mm. And um, one of my uh, students uh, who graduated with master's in public administration was participating in this trip. Mm-hmm. And because of all the kinds of things that she learned in Japan, she is now working at Oregon Health Authority uh, and contributing to the overall disaster preparedness in Oregon. Mm. And Oregon Health Authority is also overseeing the overall Oregon's public health arena, right? Mm-hmm. And so I see that there's a lot of overlap in the kinds of things that we do in public administration. Um, another uh, area where I do my research uh, is uh, looking at diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And that's another kind of issue um, that also is important in public health. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I talk to people about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, frequently I have people who are coming from the public health background. Mm. And so, again, that's the area where we don't have the sort of a clear line Mm. that separates us from public administration to public health. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. We're going to get into our final question for today. Okay. How do you measure outcomes within public administration in terms of project analysis and public engagement? So, um, so let me clarify the question. The question Mm -hmm. is basically how do you uh, measure the impact of public engagement? Yeah, or basically, mm-hmm. let's say, like within within public administration, let's mm-hmm. say policies are passed. Mm-hmm. How do you measure the outcomes of those policies mm-hmm. in relation to, like, the outcomes? Like, expected outcomes versus experienced outcomes? Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be at the end of the spectrum. And then, even if it's not measured, like, how would you measure like the degree to which the public wants that policy to be taken? So uh, one of the things that I do is also program evaluation. Mm. Um, And it is a little hard to specifically answer your question because Mm -hmm. I think how you measure the outcome Mm. uh, depends on, like you said, uh, what is the expected outcome that was set by the policy Mm -hmm. or what is the expected outcome that was set by the program, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, So um, first, I would typically look at what are the expected outcomes Mm. 
and then I would set up a way to measure those expected outcomes. Mm. Um, the expected outcomes may sometimes be uh, the people's subjective experience, mm -hmm. right? So in a program or policy, one of the expected outcomes can be a satisfaction by the people who are participating in the program or who will be affected by the policy. So if the expected outcome is satisfaction, then you have to go and ask people mm. whether they are satisfied. Mm. And then uh, there are different ways to ask people whether people they are satisfied. Um, so one potential way to ask uh, is use something like a survey, mm. uh, which would allow uh, the researcher or the program administrator to reach out to the broader audience. Hmm. But having said that, that's not the only way. You, know, you can also interview people hmm. uh, and assess the level of satisfaction um, and kind of measure the level of satisfaction and other um, impacts of the program and policies by you know, getting the feedback from the people. So that's another way of doing it. But this is when your expected outcome uh, is set as a subjective experience by the people who are in the program or who are affected by the policy. Mm. But the expected outcome may not always be set as a subjective experience. Mm the expected outcome may be set as a particular um, numbers of people affected by the program, mm -hmm. right? And so, uh, um, let's say, in the educational program, mm. um, you know, I may be interested in increasing the level of satisfaction of the students, but mm -hmm. I may also, or the program may also be interested in increasing the number of people who participate in the program. Mm -hmm. In which case, I have to count the number of people mm. who actually participate in the program, mm. and then uh, assess the number of, the impact based on potential outreach and the actual outreach. Right? Mm. And so uh, those are different ways of measuring the outcome. So uh, first you have to specify what are the expected outcomes and then based on that you uh, make a determination of how you assess that outcome. Mm. And then you have to come up with how you actually sort of make an assessment of the actual outcome based on the measure. Thank you so much. Right. Once again, this was Dr. Nishishiva from Portland State University Hatfield School of Government in Public Administration. Thank you so much. Thank you.